The Cotton Bowl is the Devin Brown Show. That's Friday night. This is the podcast daily for Thursday. It's also the Devin Brown Show. That is Bill Landis, Jeremy Birmingham. I am Austin Ward. And uh, we are one more day away. Ohio State's wrapped up uh, the heavy lifting of the practice week. Uh, The offense talked on Wednesday. The days are running together as we get towards the end of the week. And the main event of that bill was Devin Brown. And it was an informative, interesting, entertaining session. Yeah, I mean, what you expect from Devin Brown, he's a you know charismatic guy, and, and he he remains so here uh, here in Dallas. I, I think he's probably a little tired of answering questions about how charismatic he is and <laughs> how he has galvanized the team around him and how much of, or how important his leadership is. But like all those things continue to shine through, both when you talk to him and when you talk to his teammates. I think when you talk to, to Brian Hartline, you get a good feel for that. I, I'm sort of more interested in like. The player that I am, like the intangible stuff now as we get closer to the game. And Devin said that he feels like he's taken some real strides here in the last couple of weeks. And, and again, I think I think maybe even more kind of honestly talked about his his thought process while he was in the competition with Kyle McCord and probably how he was pressing a little too much and making some mistakes and, and that limited his consistency, which I think ultimately led to him not winning that job. Um, and he feels more consistent now. Um, and, and there's, again, a freedom that comes with, with knowing that the job is yours sort of no matter what. So I think he's taken that opportunity and made the most of it. Yeah, and I think you listen to Brian Hartline. He sort of reiterated what we've all kind of like posited was happening, that there was a moment in the middle uh, of October when Devin Brown was starting to move that dial a little bit, and then he got hurt and things backtracked, not obviously because of any fault of his, but – I, I think that there's been a growth going on since the middle of the season with Devin Brown. And, I, you know, the players talk differently about him. I asked him about like, is it different? Is the, as a, as the wide receiver, is the, is the leadership that much different when there's a vocal guy versus a lead by example guy like Calvin Cord was? And Emeka being Emeka said, no, not really. I mean, they're all, everyone's the same. Everyone leads different. Every, you know, we have to, but it, he said, you know, it does feed the whole offense if there's a guy with a little bit of juice. So, I mean, I think that's the nicest way they can say, like, yeah, this feels a little different, but we're not trying to make that big a deal of it until a game is played because until then it's all just conjecture. The, the one thing – sorry to cut you off, also, no, The one thing that, that Devin did say that I thought was interesting, and I think there's a fine line, right, between, like, knowing what's expected of you but then also not sort of, like, changing who you are to, to try to achieve that. And, and I think he's done that. But, but he said, like, as soon as he found out that he was going to be the starter, like, it was in the midst of – 14 transfers going out of the program, guys trying to figure out NFL stuff. And he he felt like things were – fractured's the wrong word because I don't mean it to come off as like Ohio State's program was falling apart, but just like a, got a lot of guys trying to figure stuff out for themselves, and then they knew they had a game to play a couple weeks down the road. And, like, Devin felt that he had to be the one to, like, kind of recenter everybody and bring everybody back together once they kind of figured out what they were going to do and whether or not they were going to play. And, and I think he's done that quite well. Yeah, and I, I think all that is tied up in being yourself, like – we saw this in, in Berm reference that you know some of the pregame speech there before the game with Kyle McCord. Like it's the, that vocal part did not come naturally to him. We talked about his spring and you know spiking the football and some of that. And I, I think he he wanted to bring more of that energy, but it wasn't himself. So I don't know if that contributed in any way. Like they were eleven to one and a play away, but it didn't feel like I don't know natural. The the the, the full investment was there, um, and that's not to re-litigate the battle or criticize Kyle McCord because he's gone or any part of that. It, 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 he was trying to tap into something that I don't think was ever going to suit him. He could win in that way. 
I don't know what's going to happen for him at Syracuse or what could have happened at Ohio State next year, but you know, not everybody has to lead in the same way. And if Devin Brown tried to act more like Kyle McCord or not be as outgoing or engaging as he is, that wouldn't, I don't think that would ring as true in the Ohio State locker room. So the one thing that they've, that was consistently said, whether that was Brian Hartline or Mecca Buka or Xavier Johnson or anybody else who talked on Wednesday was, well, he carries himself the exact same way right now that he did in August. That, that's, that part is important. It should go without saying, but his on-field play and the way he manages a locker room or communicates with the guys like that, that needs to stay the same. You can enhance and become a better version of enhance. yourself. Enhance, enhance, enhance. But I don't know that dramatic changes are necessary. And then we'll see what that means on Friday. I, I'm. <clears throat> we've talked so much about that leadership part. And there's really not going to be any way for us to no. define that. Like I, That's why like, the on, I wanted to like know more about his development as that's a passer. That's the part that has to change. That's the part that needed to change. Sure. That's the part that was the – that's what held him back from being named the starter in August was – what Brian Hartline said repeatedly, consistency. His consistency is getting there. They, like the, the coaches and the other players, don't drop these words on accident. Like yeah. it, it is when, when the decision gets explained to the staff or to the team, like that's what they hear. This is why we've gone with guy. You're talking about Colin McCord needed to be himself, and he maybe sometimes tried to be too much like Devin Brown, and it felt unnatural. For Devin Brown, like as a quarterback, you have to be yourself and do the things that you do and play your game, and sometimes that means playing a little risky that's who he is and so now you have to find a way to to take that part of your game and and put it into the proper context of the offense brian hartline said it on on wednesday they have to find what devin does best and do that so i don't know that they can do that in this game to be honest because of the parts of the offense that are missing with chip train him out and julian fleming and um you know you don't know what we don't know what Devin does best. I mean, we've seen him throw the deep ball. He does that pretty well. He's a big, powerful runner, but I don't know that this offense is really designed and set up for a lot of QB power on Friday. Uh, you know, you want to see him use his feet and get out of the pocket and make some plays with his athleticism. Um, but you also need to be the quarterback who's throwing the ball to guys like Emeka Buka and Carnell Tate. So, like, it's hard to be all those things at once. We hadn't had a ton of time, like, after Devin Brown was injured. So, in the middle... He talked after the Purdue game and then got hurt against Penn State and, you know, injured players are not made available to the media. So we hadn't talked to him during that stretch. We've had him a couple times now in December, but still not a ton, you know, for a starting quarterback. He's he's kind of a, a relatively blank slate, even for as much as we know about what his personality is and hobbies and that stuff off the field. But like to get to know the way he processes and plays the game, it's been pretty limited i wanted to try and get into some of that with him on wednesday like hey what throws do you like because bill you 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 broke down all the snaps some of the stuff that we've seen in in the 15 minute windows feels like hey maybe he is better with the deep ball throwing working yeah. outside the hashes and like do you have things that you like you know the in-breaking routes stuff like this that you feel more comfortable with i was like what are your favorite throws and he was like touchdowns so again it was like good a answer. devin brown and, and, I, and i was i said Wow, that's a good answer. And then I was like, but that didn't really, you know, tell me anything. Yeah. And I, I think, you know, that was, again, another look at him, but I'm still trying to, like, you know, get an understanding for the way he wants to play the game and, and how Ohio State will want him to operate on Friday night. I think that's what makes the game so exciting, I think. I think, like, and I've, I've kind of come around to that in the last few weeks. I, I don't really know either. Even going back and watching all 72 of his snaps, like, I don't, I don't think I have a great feel for that. There's definitely stuff like, 
on like crossers or mesh or whatever where he was like throwing the ball behind Emeka Abuka, sometimes with pressure, sometimes with a clean pocket. He just missed the throw. So timing. I think he's I think he's gotta get better at that stuff. But I but I think I think part of that is rhythm and it's hard to build a rhythm when you're like the backup and even when even early in the year when it was like still a competition, he still he wasn't play he played six plays against Indiana. Yeah. It wasn't like he was getting, you know, hat, or the same workload that Kyle McCord was getting. So I think this month has allowed him to build a little bit more of a rhythm, like figure out the timing a little better with guys like Emeka and Carnell Tate and Brendan and Xavier Johnson, all Kate Stover, G. Scott. So I, I think we'll see an elevated level of play just in terms of being able to make more throws consistently than what we've seen from him. But, you know, he can't turn the ball over, and he was asked about that, and he said he feels like he's making better decisions. I think he's kind of come around to the idea that it's okay to cut bait sometimes <laughs> rather than try to force things over the middle all the time. So, I mean, we'll, we'll see what it looks like. It's easy, not easy, but I think it's easier to do those things in practice. It's a lot different when you're in an NFL stadium with 60,000 people. I like, yeah. like hearing the uh, absolutely the, the, the descriptions and, and hints that are, you know, dropped when Brian Hartline talks. He sees the game in such an interesting way and describes it pretty clearly. So, well, it was two things when he's diving into some of that consistency, like, Finding the right guy, making the read, and going to the right spot is, is part of it. And then the second part, if you're going to operate at a pretty high level as an Ohio State quarterback and you know win a Cotton Bowl or next year take Ohio State to the playoff, it's like get it to the right guy, A. And then part B is like if it needs to be on the front hip, don't put the ball on the back hip. He was pretty specific about that. It reminded me about you know one of those throws to Emeka. And you know Kyle missed some of those too. Like it's not they were neither one was ever going to reach the level this year I think that Ryan Day demands and I think that's an important thing to keep in mind with about this is like no matter what happens on Friday night not really going to be a reflection of the 2023 Ohio State offense or that the decision was right or wrong or whatever I mean he is going to have a safety blanket I mean Kate's over clearly playing I mean that that helps now that will put uh, in the spotlight a little bit what Bill's talking about like those those middle of the field throws like are you able to make those? You've got your best receiver out there to, to do it. you got the security blanket in, in Stover. I just think that Brian Hartline, the one thing he said about Devin on, on Wednesday that really kind of caught me, and he wasn't speaking like like drilling down individually. He said players always know. The players know. You know, Coaches can think one thing. Coaches can say another thing. But the players know who's real, who's not. They believe in Devin Brown. Now, I think that much is clear. The question is on Friday – has the lack of ability to develop throughout the year, will that stunt him at all? And how much then, for a kid that's super confident, if he does have a little bit of struggle on Friday, how much does that mess with him moving forward? And I think that ultimately will be a pretty important uh, piece of this puzzle. Like, I'm with you. Like, three weeks ago, I think there was a lot of conversation about this game and not really being excited about what was coming for Ohio State. But now you have all these guys playing. You have this opportunity for Devin Brown. You can see the way that the coaches and players talk about him a little bit, and it's got to get a little glint in the eye. And I think that's, you know, it, it, it's a big moment for him. And I, I think if there's one takeaway from talking to him, like you, that kid's ready emotionally to do it. Yeah, he said he's, he's, he was home for a few days in Arizona, and his family kept asking him, like, are you nervous, are you nervous? And I think his answer was, like, I've been playing tackle football since I was seven years old. The only difference with this game is that there's going to be 70,000 people in the stands. But, but I, don't, I don't really think he gets phased by much. And the, the thing that he has that Kyle McCord, I think, it just didn't have the luxury of is you can run Devin a little bit early on and kind of get him into the game. Like, I, I think you're right, Byrne. Like, 
how they've done it in the past will probably have to look different because of some of the personnel stuff, but they're going to run him, and he expects to run in this game. And I think, like, it's not dissimilar from what we saw from JT Barrett in the past. Like, run him a few times, and he kind of finds the speed of the game, and I think it's easier to throw the ball in. What both of you guys, when you know, we're a day away now, we know what the opportunity is. We've, we've kind of at times danced around it with how much stock to put in it, breakout game opportunity, how good is it going to look. Here's the, some of the limitations if you don't have Marvin and, and Julian Fleming available. Like, how, can you really hold that against somebody? How much stock is going into just one game? Like, we're obviously they're playing it, they want to win it. Devin Brown has had several weeks of practice, but this is his first career start. Those things don't always go well. Yeah. It may well. I'm not. That's not a prediction either way. What's the What's the balance? Like how How much should we put into? Let it? me try to rephrase. Let me restructure that. What can What makes this game a success for Devin Brown? Okay. In your mind, win. if he wins, yeah, win. Win. That's all that matters. Win. win. I mean, I, I agree. Like, I just want to be clear. Like, to me, that is the that's the bar that he has to clear on on Friday night. Like, there's going to be moments when it looks wonky. There's going to be moments when it looks like, oh wow, look what he can do. But as long as Ohio State has one more point on the board than Missouri when it's over, I think it's a success and something he can build off of. If they, if they lose the game, people fairly or unfairly are going to put some of that on Devin Brown, right? Yeah, I mean, it depends on what it looks like. Right? It could be a, a bit of a shootout, I think. I think that's on the table with both these offenses. So then, like, I think there's a world where Devin Brown plays well and Ohio State comes up a point or two short against Missouri, who has a very good offense itself. So I, I don't know. I, th- I think it is as simple as when, like, show show you have a capability to t- lead Ohio State into a big game against a very good team and go win the game, whatever it takes. I, I think that's probably it. I, I think that I personally expect this to look more like the last Cotton Bowl Ohio State was in. I'll be gladly wrong to see something a lot more entertaining and and offensive-minded than what we were treated to against USC. But because of, I just can't, in my mind, with the layoff, with the number of people that are missing, and not just go further than Marvin and Julian to take Chip Trainum out of the equation and a limited backfield. I, I, I don't. Devin Brown's not going to get a full deck, and I wonder what that means. Like if if Ohio State has to build an offensive game plan to get somebody through a first career start, which again is not easy uh, for anybody to go out there and just do it against a good team in a, a situation that is, you know, new, uh, neutral site and all this other stuff. And without, you know, the benefit of a ton of experience, like if, if they control the clock and if Devin Brown uses his legs to do some of the things that you guys are talking about, like, cool. I mean, if Ohio State gets to 24 points in this game, I would say that that's probably a reasonable amount and enough for them to win with with the a defense that's going to be pretty close to fully fully stocked. So, you know, that's where to me, like it comes down to what does Ryan Day want out of this? I, I, they obviously want to win this game, but is the goal to see what Devin Brown can do, or is the goal to win this game? Because sure. Yeah. I don't think that those two things are necessarily parallel. I, I think you can put Devin in some uncomfortable situations and use this as a live scrimmage like any exhibition game is and that they are exhibition games even though they count like so what do you want out of this and I, I think that's something that Ryan Day probably has to figure out or has been figuring out over these last few weeks I know Devin Brown wants to win he was asked straight up like does it bother you that people think Missouri cares about this game more than Ohio <laughs> State and he said well 
uh, we care about this game. Like, it's a top 10 matchup, New Year's Six Bowl game. Like, it's one of the 10 biggest games of the year. So how can how can you not care? But the coaches have a different responsibility, and that is now we have to prepare for next year. I think you let Devin Brown come out and let it rip. I, that's, I agree. That's the way I view it. I don't think you do him any favors by coming out and putting the offense in a in a conservative mindset. I, you've got Travion Henderson there. You've got Emeka Buka. You've got Carnell Tate. You've got like, next year's offense, come basically. Out, come like, out minus and let like two guys. Yeah, come out and let it rip and, and give the kid an opportunity to have the full deployment of the weapons and, and see what he can do with it then. Because I don't think – I think the worst thing for Ohio State coming out of this game is having more questions about your quarterback position than, than you have coming into it. Hmm. Yeah. I guess – or maybe, maybe maybe your point. Maybe that ends up being a 24, 24 to seventeen sure. game because of turnovers or an interception here there. Yeah, you know? Letting it rip could backfire. Yeah, I mean, I'm, <laughs> I'm, I'm, I'm a well aware. But I'm, I'm, I think that should be their demeanor too. Like Brian Hartline, I mean, I their words, right? I don't know. He said that we're going to go let it rip on yeah. Friday, like three or four times during his press conference. Now, is that just him finding a turn of phrase that he liked on a Wednesday, or is that <laughs> actually how they, their their mentality going into this game? I don't know, but but I hope that is their default because I. It's not like they're, they're missing guys, right? But it's not like they're playing with a bunch of walk-ons. They're playing with guys who are expected to contribute for this team soon, next next year. So, like, why not see what this whole thing looks like and go out there and run your offense? And, I don't know, if it doesn't go your way, at least you like, didn't turtle and play conservatively. I, I think part of my curiosity or uncertainty uh, about that is, again, we're, we're operating off of 71 snaps. but 72. 72, sorry. Uh, I threw one out. It didn't count. Uh, is that when we're talking about running the Ohio State offense, it was like a completely different one. They were calling it so, so differently when Devin Brown would go in the game compared to Kyle McCord. And I understand why. There's a, a more willingness to let him use his legs than there ever was going to be for Kyle McCord. But like just going out and running quarterback power and, and misdirection and, you know, the design sweep stuff, like – I. That doesn't suit Ohio State's offense in my mind. Like letting it rip would be letting him freelance. I, yeah, I mean, I, mean, t- I, but I'm, I'm, I think point. it looks a lot like what, and I'm not saying they're the same player. I think it looks a lot like what they did with Justin Fields early on in 2019. Yeah, like let that. him run a little bit, let him throw the ball down the field, and but also let him play let, let him let, let's roll out, let's get yeah. him throwing on the run. The 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 scripted. Easy to predict. Everyone knows it's coming. QB power stuff is not going to work. No but that, what. and that's what I'm saying. Like if that's that's the stuff that was being installed for Devin Brown. Well, and it might we're work gonna, on first down. It might work in the red zone. <laughs> it might work in. The, might, when you're throwing him out there and it's third and three, like we all right. know what's coming. But it's a first and ten. You want to run? Like, let's, let, let's give him a chance to do the things that he's yeah. capable of doing. And you you only get to that point by coaching this game without fear. And they have nothing to fear in this game, but fear itself. Mm. Ooh. Wow. You just came up with that? Yeah. Let's write that down. Wow. Brilliant. That's so poetic. Yeah. Thank you. Okay. I just, I mean, I get your point. I really do. But like, they, they've had him playing an offense that isn't what they want him to do now. So, I, I how know. do you, how do you, how do you decide which way to go? I, I figure you just open it up and say, go do your thing. Yeah. No, I, I, I think you're right. I just, that's the part where going into Friday night, it's like, I just, I really don't know what it's going to look like. I'd like to have a better idea. That's part of the fun or the intrigue now at this point with the game so close. But, I mean, that's that's who we're all going to be watching. It's so important. And that's, it's a, remarkable. If he's telling the truth, he's not nervous at all. He knows what's at stake here. And, you know, this is not just about winning the Cotton Bowl, but it is setting 
the table for 2024. It is removing any need for a conversation about the transfer portal or anything else like that. That's all wrapped up in this one game. And so, and I, that's what I was saying earlier. I don't think it's fair to evaluate him off of a one game sample size in his first start against the top 10 team. But you know, the flip side of that is that he can make the most of it and it all goes, yeah. we don't even have to talk about it anymore. Dwayne Haskins was given a job for one quarter of football in Ann Arbor, right? I'm not saying that if Devin Brown plays poorly, Ohio State should say everything's wide open. We're we're not we're we're, we're throwing it all back. But I am saying if he goes out there and lights the world on fire, he can walk out of this game thinking I'm I'm I know what's that. next. Yeah. And he was asked like, "Are you using this as a as a as a tryout?" He said, "I'm looking at it like I'm the starting quarterback at Ohio State, and that's all." Like he doesn't want to turn it into something bigger than that, and I think that's smart on his part because. The minute you do that, those 70,000 eyes that are watching you become much heavier. And he's he's been able to stay relatively light through this process. And I think that that's the way he has to approach it. But for, for fans, for media, for the coaching staff, if, if it doesn't look a thousand percent right, like that's okay. Yeah, no, I, I think that's okay. I, I expect, you know, some ups and downs. He probably will turn the ball over in this game. I don't, I don't necessarily have a problem with that. Um, It'll be an interesting question, I think, for Ryan Day, who we talk to later on Thursday. Like, and I don't, maybe he won't answer it, but is the impulse to like quote unquote protect the quarterback in this kind of situation, or understand that like the stakes aren't really that high? Sort of a unique situation, kind of thrown to the wolves and see what happens. And let, <laughs> let him run. Maybe that's the wrong, wrong way to put it, but like just let him go out there and run the thing, and like you know, are you protecting your quarterback, just, or are you preparing for the future? Because yeah, there's, there's, I don't think you can do both. No, that is why. Yeah. We'll find out soon enough. We are going to hear from Ryan Day later on. As Bill said, uh, we'll be back at AT&T Stadium for some more snap judgments after we hear from Ryan Day. The last media availability before the Cotton Bowl Friday night against Missouri for the Buckeyes. Devin Brown's first career start. We've broken it down right here on the podcast daily with these guys, Bill Landis and Jeremy Birmingham. We'll talk to you later. See you.